0: You are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome everybody to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined as always by Adam Matas. Adam, the NBA is back. We are in the thick of it. This regular season is going on. How excited are you? Did you pull a taco fall and just jump
1: really high and hit your head on the ceiling? (laughs) I'm not quite that excited. (laughs) Um, But it has been. It's been a good first three days. I feel like we've talked about this in the offseason, but about what a changing of the guard sort of year this could shape up to Mm -hmm. be, and it feels like that. Like, some of the teams that were weak are now strong. Some of the teams that are strong are now weak. It's it's interesting.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about the Warriors here in a bit. But... (laughs) (laughs) I was talking about many, many teams. (laughs) No, we have a ton to get to today. We're going to talk heavily about the Clippers and Warriors game here in this first segment. There's just a lot to get to there. The Clippers look like... Pretty easily the best team in the NBA, would you say? Mm-hmm. So they, mm-hmm. They I mean, go... it's, it's, it's three days, but yes. <laughs> but, I mean, going back-to-back back on nationally televised games against two, uh, two teams that are considered playoff contenders, if not finals contenders in the Lakers' case, uh, and they take care of business twice in, in pretty convincing fashion. So we're going to yeah. talk quite a bit about them. Second segment, we're going <laughs> to talk a little bit about the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and Houston Rockets game that uh in the first half i was getting ready to eliminate the bucks from championship contention and then you know the second half happened
1: so that was fun <laughs> this literally <laughs> happened by the way he texted it to me text and it wasn't you didn't say half over no it was three quarters over it was like towards the late of yeah. end of the third quarter mm-hmm. he said man writing them off <laughs> that's it it's
0: over Milwaukee's done <laughs> they need malcolm brogdon yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that game and then we're going to kind of, you know, kind of wander around the league. And then finally in the third segment, because we like to send everybody off into the weekend with a little bit of fun, we are going to give out our takes that you would offer up anonymously hmm. and then kind of say, like if they come true, you could say, oh yeah, I have thought that I felt this way this whole time. Absolutely <laughs> thought the Golden State Warriors were lottery bound. Um,
1: so, so we have a ton to get to. Let's, You're not shy about your takes, though, Anthony. This is the problem with this segment for us. Is I have you, no shame. You don't. Yeah, you don't need a burner. <laughs> My burner you is Anthony Irwin, L.A. I'm actually uh,
0: like I actually have a burner account that's like well measured takes, just like a really <laughs> yeah, boring <exactly>. account.
1: <laughs> I would never say this in real life, but uh...
0: <laughs> but the Lakers might be okay. Um let's start though. I want to talk about that that Clippers and Golden State game. Uh Golden State just looks really thin. The the Clippers look really, really good in ways that uh Golden State just can't really contend with. And uh the Clippers wind up winning going away. What was your main takeaway here from the Clippers two games thus far?
1: Man, my main takeaway is that they're pretty good. <laughs> and wow. and, and I, and not just and not the just, hot Daniel, takes are think, for the third segment, Adam. Well, you know what, this is a hot take if you think about it, Anthony. Every team besides them has played, I think, just one game. I think are they the only team to have played two? I have to. Uh, yes. We'll see here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. I think they are. So, um, and, so we've seen them twice, but it's still a small sample size. But they've looked dominant. They look like a team that already sort of knows who they are, and um, and they're missing, by the way, their second, easily their second best player. <laughs> yeah. But more to the point. I think and this is this is maybe could have even been a hot take for that last segment. This feels to me like Kawhi's league. And and I know Giannis also had a monster triple-double tonight and you know there's some great players that you know, but Kawhi Leonard now coming off that championship, to me he just looks like the guy that just he, he just looks like the guy that's in control. I mean against LeBron James, if you didn't have any other you know, in that first night, if you had never watched basketball and you just watched that one, I think you would be like, "Oh yeah, that, that's the guy. He's 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 the guy." And LeBron had a fine game. Mm-hmm. I I think this might be Kawhi's league right now, and and it's weird that it's also the Clippers' league at the moment. So um, <laughs> it's, we're it's, living it's, in the upside down. And this is this is certainly a hot take. It certainly feels a little bit hot, but I, it just feels like we're in Kawhi's league right now. I would I would roll with
0: that. One thing that I really like watching for while these games are going on is how do players respond to other players, superstars, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and Kawhi is kind of, he has that respect that you're talking about where other players on the court. know, Yeah. That's the dude. That's the guy.
1: No doubt about it, man. I mean, he's, he's a bad dude, man. And, and the moves he has offensively are just so technically sound. Mm -hmm. His strength is just like just so massive. And yeah, it's it's one of those things where he's strong enough to get to his spots even if you try to cut him off. But he's so technically perfect that he uses the least amount of you know time and and energy to get to those places that it it kind of feels like your defense doesn't matter too much. Um, oh, KCP it, it, did not matter at all the other night. Well, <laughs> maybe not the best example of this, but but you know, and then tonight a career high nine assists. And I know people are going to laugh and say, oh, a career high. Kawhi, that's a big deal for Kawhi. Kawhi doesn't need to be. Not every player has to be the LeBron James Mm do-everything type, the Giannis type, and Kawhi Leonard just has, um, you know, if he adds that to his game where he's capable of sort of making the easy passes and maybe even the medium-grade passes like he did tonight, um, 21 points, five rebounds, nine assists, a plus 27 in 21 minutes? Yeah. Like, just, I mean, he just looks to me just so dominant and so, it almost feels like we're seeing Pete Kawhi right now. Yeah, I, this is this is probably going to be that is, season yeah. that
0: you're looking at, and you look back at it and you say like that he was never better than he is right now. Yeah, um, and it's really it certainly fun. feels it's a, that way, man. It's real like I love that those seasons
1: from all time great players. You only get like one or two of them. <laughs> What I love about this, though, and it's kind of coming around at the right time, is, you know, when MJ left, there was Kobe. You know, he was already up and coming. He was in Los Angeles. You mm-hmm. had Shaq. You had Tim. Do- you, like you had some players. You kind of knew where the next was coming from. And LeBron obviously had carried the mantle for so long. And KD there. Kawhi. It's not that he came out of nowhere, but those injuries and that time off from San Antonio. It's almost like he. He, he, even though he had won a championship, he sort of exited the mind frame. I don't think three years ago we were all saying three years from now this is going to be Kawhi Leonard's league. No. But here we are. Yeah. Fast mm-hmm. forward. He goes to Toronto. They win a surprise championship that maybe shouldn't have been a surprise. And now he's in with the Clippers and immediately has this team looking like the t- heavy title favorites. And and meanwhile, he's – I mean on the season, what is he, a plus 50 in, 30, in 45 minutes? It's yeah. – I mean he, he, he's in his bag. He's – it's funny with him because he's not really seen
0: as tone setter leader guy, right? Yeah. And he's just like the super quiet guy. Meanwhile, Patrick Beverly is running around yelling at literally everybody, throwing basketballs into the crowd after wins, and Kawhi's just fine with that. He's just like, no, I'm just gonna hang over here and just be the
1: best player in the league. Don't mind me. It's really cool. It's it's, it's it, it, so different. It is. It is different. That's what that's part of what's so neat about him is we've gone so far in this era of the like collaborative player, right? The collaborative. This is the guy that does everything or they fit into the system. And Kawhi is kind of a, in some he's ways assistant. a throwback. He, he's a system, but he's also just a bit of a one on one guy. He's a scoring machine. Mm-hmm. And he has just enough of that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to let the team get in their groove too. But it's still like when he touches the ball, it's kind of like, let's just see what he does. And then, oh, by the way, he's also the best defender in the NBA. Just so strong. The flip side of this, Anthony, <laughs> yeah. needs to be talked about, though, because there is a team that um, have been to the finals, what, four, five straight years? Five yeah. straight years? That um, suddenly looks like, well, I mean, look, it's only one game, but Draymond Green, well, a minus not 35. not like lighting tonight. the
0: preseason on fire either, by the way.
1: Oh, that's true. That's true. I mean, the preseason, you can almost always write off. Didn't LeBron, I think somebody somebody put this out the other day that LeBron was like one in 16 in his previous like five <laughs> preseasons or something like this. So these things don't always have to matter, but certainly this one does. And they just look like a team that can't guard anybody. Now, again, they're playing the Clippers, a very, very good team. Mm-hmm. Clippers shot 53% from the three-point line. So some of this stuff is going to be exaggerated. But all of the things we worried about this Warriors team, like oh, are they going to be able to defend Draymond? Is he going to have the defensive impact now that you lose two of your smartest players, longest, most athletic players? Mm-hmm. It, are you going to be able to do that? And the answer, at least for one night, was a very resounding no, <laughs>
0: very loud no. Well, look at the roster. All right, I, I have the roster up in front of me. Where's the peri- where's the perimeter defense going to come from?
1: Oh yeah, yeah it's not coming. No, yeah, it's Steph not coming Curry, from anywhere. Steph
0: D'Angelo Russell, Jacob Evans. Some guy yeah. named Poole, you know.
1: <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Honestly, he might be the worst though. though he uh, not an NBA player. I mean, no. <laughs> at, at least from what I'm seeing, not not an NBA player. No. Um, yeah, this team's not good. And I know the hot takes are going to come in about Curry and can he lead a team. The thing is, is especially in today's NBA, you have to have a really good team. And as I know, there's a lot of big D'Angelo Russell fans out there. I have never been. <laughs> but when you pair him with Didn't Curry, he's doing a show with Byron Scott. Yeah, that. but when you pair yeah, for real. But when you <laughs> pair him with Steph Curry, you just have to understand that the, def, the perimeter defense is going to be torched, and you better be transcendent on offense. And they just, you know, they weren't that tonight. I well, how
0: again? I'll ask a question. Where's the transcendence coming from on offense? Even I, I, on
1: offense, they were fine tonight. On, on offense, I mean, they have 115 points with three minutes to go as we record this. They shot 35% from the three-point line. They got points. They're going to have a 120-point game. They but got we're points. We're talking the, transcendence. Well, that's what they need. That's what I'm saying. That's what they need to be just to be in the game. But I mean, if you're going to count on the Clippers have 132 points, and if they were really trying, they would have had 140, 150. <laughs> yeah. And, and so if you're counting on transcendence is 130 points. If yeah. you're counting on more than that to win, you're just <laughs> not going to get it. But, um, you know, this Warriors team, I do think we have to give them time. This is a major adjustment. Um, there's a lot of new pieces and the new pieces that don't, aren't necessarily proven in any way, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there's no reason for anybody that that was down on the Warriors to not be even more down on them after what they saw tonight.
0: Yeah, I even feel I I was down on the Warriors heading into the season, and I feel even more strongly about that. And, and yes, it's only, only one game, but it's it, the stuff that the problems that they have
1: don't. I don't know where the solution is coming from. Well, and it's they... coming from a trade. I mean, it's coming from a trade, right? Because I think this D'Angelo thing, most people thought was always a temporary thing and mm-hmm. oh he's probably good enough to keep you in the hunt and then you make that trade and then you're good again and, and then clay comes back or whatever um but you know now the question is are they going to be Why would you good bring Clay back? Yeah, why would you? <laughs> well no 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 but I'm saying like if you just were like was going to help us be this like gimmicky offense only team till you know the trade deadline and then we can unload and then really make a push but that doesn't work if you're below 500 in the Western Conference. And Kevon
0: Looney leaves the game with only 10 minutes under his belt, too. And that's a that's a really big loss. That's a one really, of the really few NBA loss.
1: players on that team. You yeah. know, like proven NBA players.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's take a quick second when we come back. We got to talk about Milwaukee and Houston, uh, the other games around the league. I want to just laugh at Jokic. He's my favorite. I love him so much. So we'll come back and talk about that. Milwaukee and Houston. Look at that! Milwaukee in, in one night went from you know bottom of the barrel to okay, yeah, they could compete compete for a championship. Oh, that's kind of fun. <laughs> Only in your mind, man. <laughs> but it was funny. It was funny to see. I just kind of bounce all over the place. You should. You should. Uh, poor Jen has to live with me. Uh, but Milwaukee <laughs> Milwaukee beats Houston one seventeen to one eleven, and it was it was interesting. Here's my main takeaway from this, and I want to start with this one because I think this is their Milwaukee's biggest problem this season. Eric Bledsoe plays 16 minutes. He's a minus six in in that stretch. George Hill plays 31 minutes. He was a plus 16.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um I mean this is one game, you single game plus minus. Um but oh, yeah. I am with you. The thing is you're making a you're making a point that I agree with, but using data that I disagree with as quite yeah, fine. No, <laughs> right. Which is fair. But uh, yeah, George Hale's a good player, smart player, and more importantly, he's sort of a narrowly defined player, which and this kind of goes back a little bit, I guess, to the Kawhi thing is sometimes when you have narrowly defined players and one transcendent one, it works. It just that mm-hmm. like that's a great recipe and um, Giannis tonight. Here's here's what I actually think is funny, Anthony, and you'll appreciate this. Okay. James Harden made one among, and I I I appreciate James Harden. I actually enjoy him from time to like certain versions of James Harden. But spent the whole summer complaining about not getting the MVP when he should have. Well, he comes out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> not exactly the great, greatest game. I think he had three made baskets tonight. Two. He, was, he had no two. He had two made baskets tonight. Now, he did get to the free throw line 14 of 14 times um, because as Sam and Svandiari said tonight, he's the uh, Martin Shirelli of the NBA. Oh, my God. (laughs) Which I just love. I was like, man, that's too perfect. Oh, my God. Um, But – Giannis, on the other hand, comes out on the road and drops a thirteen, or a thirty, thirteen, and eleven, and just like a dominant performance, especially down the stretch. Although, of course, um, fouling out. Um, but, but he, um, to me, it's kind of funny that Harden spent all the summer kind of complaining about this, and then in the marquee game, just came out and laid an egg. I mean, he just picked up right where he left off from the playoffs. Um. (laughs) I mean, look, it's a garbage game. People are going to say he had 19, 7, and 14. Look, man, he needed a lot more than that. Two of 13 shooting. uh, He needed a lot more than that. Seven turnovers. And then again, just down the stretch, there was a lot of opportunities for that Houston team to get this game done or to put it away, and you get outscored by 15 points in the fourth quarter. I'm sorry, you don't get to make the MVP argument again (laughs) For, for quite a while. I do kind of want to go back to the Bledsoe Hill thing. And
0: one of the one of the reasons why I'm not as high on Milwaukee as as I maybe could be is that I think they're really really going to miss Malcolm Brogdon. I think that's a major loss to that team because Brogdon, you know, is he is he some kind of world beater as a point guard? No. Is he even elite as a point guard? Probably not. But He spaces the floor and Giannis needs a wide open floor. And I think one reason why you saw the big difference in Bledsoe minutes versus Hill minutes is that you have to guard Hill from the perimeter. You don't have to guard Bledsoe from the perimeter. And I do kind of wonder over the course of the season if Milwaukee winds up, even after giving the deal that they gave to Bledsoe, if Milwaukee kind of (laughs) realizes actually Hill makes more sense alongside Giannis than, than Bledsoe does. Even well, if is I mean, a better overall player.
1: Well, we, I think we both agree about that point. And we, I think we've even talked about that. And I actually think a lot of people agree with that point. You know, Bledsoe's such an interesting um, player. Like, he's not a perfect player. He's really skilled, but maybe he's not as valuable as he is talented. Yeah. Um, in, in, in a weird way. But um, but it, it kind of also doesn't matter. I mean, this was not a good game from Chris Middleton. Uh, he yeah. he only 11 points tonight, 4 of 16 shooting. and But the... the they still get a win on the road against the Houston Rockets, who, by the way, like Houston for parts of this game looked dominant, right? They were up, I think, double figures going into the half. Yeah. They were There were moments where they looked really, really good. So um, I'm with you. This Bucks team isn't perfect. But guess what? No team in the NBA is perfect this year. No, none. That's part of what makes this season so so fascinating and so compelling. Yep. All right. I want to talk about your Denver Nuggets.
0: <laughs> okay. I do. I really want to talk about them. I I really enjoyed that win in Portland. You that, did. That, I did. I I'm surprised. I did. Here's why. I think you can like winning on the road, blowing a team out on the road to me isn't necessarily as impressive as winning a tough game on the road. And you know Portland was up for that thing.
1: Right, right. Right. Yeah.
0: You know that they they've been they've had that thing circled on the calendar since the moment the regular season schedule came out and i thought you know denver didn't play necessarily its best best game and yet still managed a way to win even while jokic jokic but you like maybe wear a bigger uniform <laughs> <laughs> You want him just to be the one guy in, like, the baggy fit, baggy (laughs) short, just really, (laughs) just go back to 2003. Like, we all have, I've already had that moment in my life where I had to go from a large shirt to an extra large.
1: (laughs) Oh, you had the moment? Yeah, I had
0: that moment where it's like, you know what, man? I just don't have you you don't like seeing the muffin top coming through the jeans like it's not a good look. <laughs> so Jokic, you know, wear a bigger uniform. But no, I he's how a did you big boy right now? How did you feel about that win though? Do you, would you roll with the premise of the point?
1: Yeah, I mean, so there's always there these are two teams, Denver and Portland, who you know, I think it's safe to be like the Clippers are good, let's just I mean, we don't Yep. I know we don't we're not jumping to conclusions there. And I think Denver's really good too. We saw how just how deep they are. I think they're easily the deepest team in the league and i know a lot of people are going to say homer and um oh it's too early to tell i mean no they've got they've got 12 guys on the roster that would play in every single team and we saw last night portland doesn't have a great bench but um when the the two benches were on the court together it was a stop the fight kind of moment it was a throw in the towel we can't do this and i think part of why denver was able to pull away in the fourth was because that first unit had to keep coming back in uh for portland but the flip side of this is that I'm not sold that Portland is actually good. And I know we always write, I know we always write them off and they always prove us wrong and all these, but Portland to me, this, this was a good win. You go on the road, Portland had not lost a home opener in 18 seasons, which is pretty impressive, but I'm just not sure that they were, that they're actually that good of a team. So impressive to win on the road, impressive to win when your best player basically misses an entire half. But, um, At the same time, we might look back at Portland at the end of the year and go, oh, yeah, they were okay. They were all right. I feel
0: like mediocrity this year is going to be a lot more noticeable than in previous years. Like Portland, Mm. Portland, we write we write off Portland every year and they prove us, quote unquote, wrong by making the playoffs or whatever. But when you really think about it, you're talking about an eight of 16 or 15 you know the eighth yeah. best team of of the fifteen teams, right right yeah, and, that is yeah. yeah and so right like just by just by nature of you have so many more title contenders, that mediocrity that that I feel like that line between the eighth seed and those title contenders is, is going to be a lot more noticeable because we're going to see it so much more often this year. those those title teams are going to match up with mediocre teams so much more often because there's so many more title teams out there.
1: Well, you're talking about a um, uh, Hassan Whiteside team being mediocre, so I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> say, say no more. Say no more. And, and he had it, 16 and 19 last night, which this it was the most Whiteside game of all time because yeah. he was, you know, dominant in the first three quarters, grabbing all these rebounds. And he started talking. He was in Jokic's ear, and then Jokic dropped 16 points, nine rebounds, two assists in the fourth quarter. Just a, And then, like, there was only one time Jokic kind of just said something to him. It was, like, not even screaming, just kind of a, a very calm, like, yeah. You, were sa- you, were, you were saying something? <laughs> oh, you're still there. I think How I think you could say something like, dude, I took the entire first. Did you not see me? I, I, I pulled myself out of the game with three fouls. The- intentionally took that half off. <laughs> uh, any other games before we get out of here and we get to our hot
0: takes? Any other teams or, or games that you really noticed?
1: Um, I, w- I want to shout out the Atlanta Hawks and, and in particular Trey Young because, I mean, a heck of a night from him. Two shots from the logo. Anytime you get two shots That's from the logo, so you're
0: good.
1: Every time I always think about the direction of the league, I know this is like a, in, an easy week take, but Trey Young, first of all, he's one of the most fun players to, to watch. Forget what you think about his weaknesses or whatever. He's just fun to watch. He's a phenomenal passer, unselfish, incredibly smart. And then he is the guy that just like – I mean he's sort of – not that he grew up in the career era, but he grew up with – he he clearly has the idea of like why not shoot this deep one when you're right. feeling it. and. Um, he's just a terrific player, and I, I kind of—I guess I can save my take about him to the next round. But um, that 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 win was not lost on me for that group. I
0: think he's a better player than the person I'm going to compare him to. I think he's going to wind up having a much better career than. I, I
1: hope it's Steph Curry because I, I you know, it'd be <laughs> like having Michael Jordan on the show.
0: I'll take it. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> no, but Trey Young has some like
0: Jason Williams to him, where he's just White fun. Shot, yeah, like just. Just be
1: fun. Oh, oh okay.
0: Yeah, I, I like now again. Trey Young I, is going to be a much
1: better player overall. Well, Trey Trey Young, I think, is a little bit more functional fun. And, yeah. and look, I, I think Jason Williams was a really good player. I mean, he was on some really good teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, I mean, he was a heck of a player, and he could certainly buckle down or whatever. But you know, he put a few things on his game that were for didn't the reason lead. of fun and for no other reason. Yeah. And I feel like Trey Young rarely is do. He's never out there just dancing around and and, and, and by the way Jason the Williams logo. came around in the uh and one mixtape, you know, like yeah. oh let's do this kind of stuff thing where it was like yeah this move is stupid and it didn't really fool you but it looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> but Trey 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 Young there's an economy of motion to what he does as well that I'm um, he's an impressive player, man.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: All right. Let's see. Thirty-eight, 38 points, seven rebounds, nine assists. Um, six of ten from the three point line. And here's, <laughs> another, here's two of two from the logo from on the, the logo. side the, of the court. Here, here's the other thing is I don't remember how many points he had in that first quarter. It was something like sixteen or eighteen. Um, and he finishes the game with twenty one field goal attempts. Like he's he's one of those guys that oh, I'm hot, I could go for fifty, but no, I'll go for thirty eight because he I just I'm so impressed with Trey Young. Think about Hopefully how he was a foot ins- taller. Think, think about how insane this is that I'm about to say.
0: His shot from the logo was actually somewhat contested. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You're that's right. That's insane. Like, yeah. think about that. Like, usually you think somebody shooting from like 35 feet. You just how? All right. I guess that's happening. But they had to defend
1: it twice. Do do players not like being like people? It seems like the NBA players really hate being lit up by Steph Curry for whatever reason. He really gets under the skin of like people. Yeah. Do you think Trey Trey Young has the same thing? People don't seem to be bothered by Trey Young as much. Uh, give it time, give
0: it time. It, it'll happen with Trey Young. It'll happen. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick second here. When we come back, I want to give out our anonymous executive hot takes that we kind of sort of believe, but don't really want tied to us for for the foreseeable future. We all have thoughts about sports. I, I
1: wonder about you sometimes. Do you have thoughts, Anthony? I'm not hey, gonna
0: lie. Hey, did you see that study the other day that said like you are more likely to live longer the less you think?
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you see this on Facebook? Is this where you saw that, Anthony? I had a dream about I it. I didn't you. really. I didn't really yeah. think about it. Uh, <laughs> did you see what science said? Like
0: what? you know they're saying it it's true man According they're saying it they the scientists are saying that um no but so we you know every so often you're watching sports and something happens and you just have this immediate reaction to it and you kind of want to tell people about it but you don't want people to remember that you said it
1: <laughs> right mm, okay
0: <laughs> that's kind of what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna give out our takes throughout the league that we kind of feel the need to say right now but If somebody reminds us about it in a few weeks or a month from now, you say like, oh, no, I never I never said that. That was that was definitely somebody else.
1: So I'm ready.
0: Let's ratchet it up. Yeah. Let's what's your first take that you don't want people to remember that you said. We've alluded to this
1: already once, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it again. The Warriors will be the worst defensive team in the (laughs) NBA (laughs) ever. No, not ever, (laughs) but certainly this season. It'll be the worst team defensively in the NBA. And here's what it takes. Like, think about this. What if Draymond Green wasn't there? Yeah. Imagine that. Like, what would that team look like? Well,
0: also, what? I, why would Draymond Green push himself this season?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, there is also that, right? The point of no return with a team where it's like, oh, I don't know if it's worth this or whatever. Well, think um, about I how think much there, effort think...
0: Draymond Green has to put out there in order to be Draymond Green. And he's looking around at that team, and he, at some point he's going to say, you know what, man? We're just going to suck on defense.
1: I just don't know where they improve defensively other than a trade. Um, so I'm going to stick to it. I think they're going uh, to be really, really bad defensively. They might still make the playoffs. It might be one of those things where they're number one offense or number three offense, number 30 defense. But um, I, I think they're going to be really bad defensively. Which
0: would shock you more, the Warriors finishing in the top three of the conference or the
1: bottom three of the conference? The top three. I know that's crazy, but the West is really, really good. Mm -hmm. And and I think, I think, man, this is this is a hot take, Anthony. This is (laughs) this is a bad take, but it it really is. It really is. Now, I think they're more likely to finish up like five, six, seven, or eight than anything. But I just to get be number three with the Clippers out there, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Rockets. You could say the Lakers. You're allowed to say the Lakers. The the Lakers. Sorry, (laughs) sorry, Sorry. I was forgetting somebody. No, but I was scrolling down the standings, and there they are. I found them. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's my point though. Is that this Western Conference is so look at look at all right. So the Phoenix Suns are going to be done for the foreseeable future just because they're the Phoenix Suns. But and also Sacramento is going to struggle for a while because they're going to be without Marvin Bagley for four to six weeks. That was a bummer to find out about. But like, where where other than those
1: two teams is the truly bad team? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're not there's not many i mean th- there's there's teams at least right now that're fooling themselves into being good Memphis i mean phoenix i i they had a nice monster win but i, I i'm never gonna buy them but no. yeah there's a lot of teams that are at least fooling uh, good enough to fool themselves into being very good can we for like the next for the entirety of
0: of DeAndre Ayton's suspension can we say Dnp diuretic
1: <laughs> if you if if you want to you can say that I I like somebody put this one on Twitter earlier um something like oh he got pd peds, instead of peds <laughs> which I liked because that's I'm a good. child
0: because I'm a child. I that's think. very that's very very good. Bathroom humor. Uh what did you make of that situation though? Cuz I I'm so my uh, wife is my wife is a physical therapist, and the first thing I asked her about was like, what purpose would a diuretic serve an NBA player? And she said, well, it's not a sport that you have to cut a bunch of weight to like make weight for, right? It's not a it's not a fighting sport where you have weight. Also, classes. he's
1: like in great. I mean, he's like a physical specimen.
0: Right. Right. So like, I'm 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 legitimately curious. Like, what is going on here?
1: I mean, you're asking me, I, I, Anthony. I'm actually not a doctor, oh. <laughs> and this news broke close enough that I, you know, there's I, I don't actually know what what some of the theories out there could be that why he was taking a diuretic, but um, but it, it's certainly strange. It's and here's the other thing I keep thinking about is, you know, this is bad PR for the league to yeah. suspend a player for P PEDs, or or for, you know for some a banned substance or whatever. So the fact that they did this makes me think. Um, that either their hand was forced or it was a significant enough thing um, that they felt like they had to. But the flip side of that is, I always remember Kendrick Perkins saying that the banned substance list is so long and confusing and and yeah. inc- includes so many things that he was like, I never knew what I what I could or couldn't take. So hmm. I, I really don't, know. I really don't have a strong opinion about this. Yeah, I don't, I
0: don't think it's the kind of thing that you can have a strong opinion about. I, it's just funny to think that somebody literally pissed away a quarter of a season. Um, my hot take, I well, you kind of use it already. I don't, I, <laughs> and, and it doesn't really even qualify for this because I, I really honestly believe this, but I would be surprised if the Golden State Warriors make the playoffs this year. Surprised. Like that's wow. how I would be legitimately, sur- like we, I'm we not u- there yet. We usually do that thing where we eliminate teams. Yeah. I was going to eliminate the Warriors tonight. I'm not kidding.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I was, I was getting ready to do it. Uh, we just don't have time to do it tonight. So that's my take, though. Is that I would be surprised if Golden State made the playoffs. I just don't think you can be as bad defensively as they're going to be, and I don't know if they can bring in enough in a hall for D'Angelo Russell to solve all of their de- defensive issues. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know how they, I don't know how they get good enough defensively to make the playoffs. And, and
1: here's where you are. Okay, I got another hot one. If you're ready, go for it. This will not be the only 50-point game that Kyrie Irving loses. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. This is a fun take. Like, again, I don't have to believe this one, but man, do I sure enjoy this. Do you think he did that move on purpose? Man, that's a great question. Um, no, no. That, that would be – that's so absurd even for Kyrie. My question is like why did he shoot
0: the shot so weird? The, he was the funny wide thing open. is, the, the
1: move did work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we talked about Jason Williams. Jason too. Williams was like, I knew it would work.
1: <laughs> fifty points, eight rebounds, seventeen assists on really good efficiency, over fifty percent shooting, and plus eighteen. It's almost a team high, and I'm still kind of like, Yeah, I kind of feel like that's how that's gonna go this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready for mine? I'm ready. It's another doozy. Shock me. I don't know if Houston makes the playoffs. My God, Anthony! I, you sometimes I love doing this. I love doing the show with you, but sometimes <laughs> there's moments like this, man. Because I, I want everybody to understand. I want I want you to understand something. He literally texted me earlier saying that Milwaukee looks terrible, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was that Milwaukee won't make the playoffs because of how terrible Houston no, no, is making them no, look. I didn't say look.
0: Milwaukee wasn't going to make the playoffs. I said that they aren't going to win a championship.
1: Oh, you're counting him out. That's right. You're counting him out from from the championship. That's yeah. how bad that's how low he was on Milwaukee. What like twelve minutes later <laughs> here we are. You know what it it's actually Houston. He misspoke. It was Houston. So can I, can all, I, all right. think my favorite moment of the night. The the best
0: moment of tonight watching basketball was.
1: All right, let's hear. Him. Chris Weber, Marv
0: Albert, they're getting ready to uh they're they're like introducing the teams. You know, they kinda had their spiel before where, you know. Chris Webber pro- provides some kind of straw man argument that he then so chivalrously yeah. <laughs> takes down. Uh, but he gave some like actually good information. He said that James Harden led the league in turnovers last year, and that Russell Westbrook was number two, and that Oof. James Harden led. So the So this league- is Chris
1: Webber doing this.
0: Well, hold on. By Chris Webber's standards, this is like <laughs> okay. really good information. Okay. But so. He then said James Harden led the league in ISO opportunities, and that Russell Westbrook was number two. And like that's a decent reasoning. Like that's a decent reason as to believe why this might not work with those guys. You know what? He, you know what he countered that with? What's that? They're friends. <laughs> like they're gonna overcome everything because of friendship.
1: Well. <laughs> Chris Webber's an interesting guy. I'm not going to lie. It's not even his worst take if you want to know. The tr- Tonight, no. uh, I, I can't remember who it was that dunked it, and he said shots like that are breaking analytics because apparently <laughs> analytics are like very against Anti-dunks. dunking. Anti-dunks. Anti-dunking. Anti-
0: <laughs> no, but sure. I, all right. So the reason I don't know about Houston is that I just – there's going to be so many po- wasted possessions with Russell Westbrook out there. When you have Russell Westbrook – You feel like you have to use him a certain amount, right? Wiggins is running into this a little bit too, where because he's making so much money, he is given more opportunities than he probably should. And yet James Harden is so good that those opportunities should not go to Russell Westbrook. They should all stay with uh, with Harden, and I think that's really going
1: to throw off what this team is capable of. I do want to just, as a small counter to that, point out that the Rockets scored 111 points against the team that was the number one defense last year. So, (laughs) again, it might work out. And actually, to your point about this, like, isolation or whatever, I mean, the Warriors or the Rockets play isolation basketball. They play spread, pick, and roll. They play isolation. They did that when they had Chris Paul alongside James Harden. Now they're going to do that with Russell Westbrook. So I I just don't buy that. I don't buy that line of thinking, now am I picking the Rockets to win it? No, no. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know that they're going to like be meaningfully better, I, but I don't think that's the reason why. Will they have home court in the West? Uh, I think, again, I think they'll be a really good regular season team. Wow. Uh, athletically, it's really – the regular season a lot of times, man, can you match up with guys that do what they do every single night? James Harden and Russell Westbrook do something in the regular season most nights that just a lot of teams can't match up with. So I think they'll win a lot of games. I don't know if they'll be number one. I actually think Denver has a great chance of being number one but, yeah. um, so, but they might be. If Houston was, I wouldn't be like, "Oh my God, what an upset. what's your What's your next hot take before we get out of here? I don't have one, so I'll <laughs> throw it back to you. My takes <laughs> are so measured and mild. Oh, um, I, I will say that it that the the travel calls for this point of emphasis is, is going to be gone quicker than usual. Usually, we get like two and a half weeks of the point of emphasis before we just completely ignore them. Yeah, I think the travel calls, I think that one's gonna last till like Monday or Tuesday. They're boring. Like, people they are calling to travel on the tiniest little, like, the have, tiniest little movements. I have a conspiracy theory. Let's do
0: it. I think all these coaches are using their challenge early on in the game. Because, like, anybody who knows anything about strategy knows that you should probably save your challenge for, like, a moment that actually matters. Okay. But I think these coaches are using these challenges early on in the game because the league wants it known that they are inputting challenges, like, across the NBA. That is a conspiracy theory because it goes all the way to the top. It does. Follow the money, Adam. Follow, <laughs> Follow the, the money. money. Joe Borges is the richest man alive. <laughs> okay. All right. no these are these are takes that we aren't supposed to believe.
1: Okay, okay. okay. I don't know how many of your takes you actually believe. <laughs> I'm just really good at delivering them. There right. you are. <laughs> should we look ahead to the weekend? We should.
0: Which, uh, what are you, what are you most looking forward to? The Lakers are in action again against Utah. By the time people are listening to this tonight, that's a good matchup. I'd love for the Lakers to
1: start 0-2. Um, so would Jason Kidd. <laughs> you know what? It's, it is a home opener for the, the Lakers, though. They haven't, they haven't okay. yet played in front of a home crowd, so <laughs> that'll be a, that'll I, be a real pleasantry for them. I do got to say, that was an incredible crowd.
0: That, that <laughs> Clippers-Lakers thing, it was like a high yeah. school gymnasium in there. It was like it was yeah. 50-50, and you get the, the fan bases that are like competing for who can be louder or whatever. Those games like between the Lakers and the Clippers, the, the Clippers' quote-unquote home games, are going to be incredible. There's, there's one more left of them, and then maybe a, you know four more left of them in the
1: postseason. Toronto is at Boston. Utah's at Los Angeles. Are the Lakers or the Celtics, who's more likely to start 0-2? The Lakers. I don't think they match up very well with
0: Utah. Oh, interesting. I don't. I don't. Yeah, because Gobert gives Gobert's size gives Anthony Davis problems, and Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley are both capable of hitting uh, off of like off the dribble jumpers in the pick and roll, and the Lakers like okay. only use drop coverage, so it's just, okay. it's just it's just bad. It's a bad combo.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: Yeah. How about you? Do you, do you agree? <sighs>
1: man, I don't know. No, I'm gonna say Boston. I think I think the Lakers are good. I think the Clippers are really good, and a lot of people, again, we overrate the first games of the year and all the mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever. I think the Lakers are really I think the Lakers are good. Uh, right. They were the, the, the first like four minutes of that Laker game, man, the timeline, Lakers <laughs> winning in multiple championships. <laughs>
0: well, it's a good thing you have me muted then. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that'll do it for this week's episodes of the Locked On NBA podcast. Make you guys make sure you guys are tuning in across this feed, across all of your various NBA shows. If you're getting ready, if your team, you know, you're a Laker fan, you want to listen to, you want to listen about the Jazz. Listen to David talk about the Jazz on the Locked On uh, Jazz podcast. Same thing, you know, you're you're a Denver fan and your team's getting ready to play so-and-so listen to the locked on so-and-so podcast we have them all covered your local experts on the biggest stories uh and and enjoy basketball it's great to have basketball back have a great weekend everybody